Welcome in, everybody on the network on a fun Friday, Packers Friday, get ready for it Friday, all that kind of good stuff. Bill Michael's show is on the air. We are excited. I'm excited. Grant's excited. Everybody's excited. Can't wait. Can't wait. For tomorrow night, we're going to be live. We're going to be at the Loophole Bar, County Road L in Tomahawk, coming up tomorrow night, Green Bay, San Francisco. The doors open up, uh, I think, around like noon or something like that. But uh, obviously, the game's later in the evening. And then after the game, it's the Green and Gold uh, postgame show, live from the Loophole Bar in Tomahawk, Wisconsin. And what the, what's cool about that is I have seen – I mean, the loophole bar posted it. The windmill, um, the the uh, the ice cream place uh, posted it that we're going to be there. I know that uh, they were doing some stuff via the Chamber of Commerce, so uh, we're we're glad to be welcomed back into the Northwoods. Looking forward to it. We'll be up there again this year for the fall ride coming up in September. We're going to do some stuff up there then. But uh, thanks to everybody in the Northwoods for making us feel so welcome. So really, really excited for tomorrow night. We're going to be up in uh, up in uh, Tomahawk. So come on out. If you're in Minocqua, come on down. If you're in Rothschild, come on up. Wausau, come on up. Marshfield, come on up. Stevens Point, come on up. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Green and Gold Watch Party coming up tomorrow night. That is in Tomahawk. Um, w- one of the other things I wanted to let you know, and I had mentioned this yesterday, and we, we kind of made the announcement that uh, we are coming up, coming up on, uh, the, well, our week of, Super Bowl, our coverage at Super Bowl, and it is going to be, it's going to air on Saturday night, the 10th, the night before Super Bowl. From what I understand, uh, we have uh, put together a deal with My24 out of Milwaukee, and they are going to take a lot of our footage and air kind of like the best of, kind of a Super Bowl preview party. Uh, It is My24 in Milwaukee. And we have put together a uh, a plan with them. Now, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't do the editing on it. They're going to do it. But some things will change a little bit on the live stream for those that follow us on the live stream. But they're going to take our footage, our coverage, and we are um, going to turn it into a TV show uh, coming up uh, on the 10th. So uh, our week uh, of the 5th through the 9th of broadcasts live from Radio Row in Las Vegas are going to be kind of combined together into a two-hour special leading up to Super Bowl coming up on Saturday night, the 10th, and that is going to air on My24 in Milwaukee. So we're excited about that. Uh, There's some other things that they have that uh, they've got in the works for us, but this is going to kick off all the coverage of the Bill Michael Show, and we figured what a better way to do it, uh, no better way to do it, than doing it, um, you know, from – from Super Bowl. So they're going to put all that together. So for those that are wondering, uh, specifically in the Milwaukee area, uh, now I know they have some other television stations throughout the state. Uh, they have, uh, I think, some in Green Bay and some in Madison. I don't know who's carrying what. I couldn't tell you. But I know that it's going to air TV-wise on My24 in Milwaukee. And that is then going to become a link you can watch and download even, if you choose to do so, on their website as well on My24's website, My24 Milwaukee. So we are uh, we're going to be on TV, which uh, makes me – I went and got my dry cleaning today. <laughs> so I had better shirts and better clothes, and it didn't look like we just rolled out of bed sometimes. But that is, uh, that's our news, and that's where we're going to be. And uh, we'll start promoting that too. We'll start promoting that too. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, we've inked a deal to do that with uh, My24 Milwaukee and 
Uh, right now, we've inked the one-off, but uh, there's a lot, a lot more in the pipeline that they want to do. And this is kind of our, our balloon test for our coverage. So, anyway, there you go. So, for those that wanted to know where it was going to be, we are. That's where we're going to be, and we're going to be both on the radio. Well, everything actually. We're going to be on the radio. We're going to be on our YouTube channel. We are going to be all on all of our social media platforms, and we are going to be on TV now as well. So there you go. Um, kind of exciting stuff, Grant. That means you're going to make uh, your TV debut as well. It's very exciting you know? for me. I don't yeah. even think I've done like morning news for any like local radio reason, and I, I don't think I've ever been on TV. This is this yeah. is big for me, Bill. So we are. Uh, we're, everything we do out there is going to be social media. Um, you're going to be kind of producing the show. Erica is going to be producing the social media. Mike is going to be on site everywhere he needs to be. Uh, Kristen's going to be helping out, uh, working with some of the, uh, some of the people wanting to book guests and, and such. So we've got the full team going. And by the way, here's something else. And I, this is more kind of like behind the scenes stuff for those that are listening. So yesterday, um, you, you make two payments on the house that we stay in. So yesterday was the final payment on the house. So they sent me uh, everything for the house, you know, the key codes and all that stuff and the arrival times and everything. So I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I went and looked at it. I I wasn't sure. I thought maybe it was like a three-bedroom house with four beds. It's a four-bedroom house with six beds that we ended up getting. So you have your own room, man. That's never happened before. I would... I was prepared. I was talking with Evo about it this morning. It's like as long as my feet aren't sticking out. If I have to sleep on a couch, it's fine as long no. as my feet don't stick off the end. I'll Welcome I'll be a trooper. We've got uh, a king suite. Uh, I mean, like if 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 Evo wanted to come and, and they they wanted to come, we've got room. I, I can't believe we do. So we've got one bedroom as a king suite. The other bedroom is a queen suite. The other two bedrooms are both have like big two two big beds in them. And then there's a pull-out couch. It's sleep. The, the whole place, I think, sleeps like 12 people. Ebo says he will come, but only if he can bunk with Mike. Uh, I will prepare you that Mike uses a CPAP machine. And the last time I saw Mike wearing nothing but the CPAP machine and tidy whities it freaked me out. And I thought, like, Sesame Street got loose in our house since the Snuffleupolis was after me. Just throwing it out there. It was a freaky scene, man. I'm serious. <laughs> that was out in San Francisco. I'll never forget that. So Mike said, hey, I've got some ants in my bathroom. And then where we were staying, I think I told the story, but where we were staying was out in wine country and it was beautiful. But we were in a bungalow and in the garage they had ant spray. And they said, hey, if you see ants, because this time of year they start to infiltrate the houses, just see them, just spray them with this stuff and you're good to go. And Mike said, hey, I've got ants in my bathroom. I said, okay, I'll go get the spray. So I went out, got the spray, and I came in, knocked on his door. He said, come on in. And he's standing there, just the mask around his face with the hose hanging off of it. The hose is not attached to anything. And the tidy whitey's just kind of standing there walking around, and the hose is just swinging. And I'm like, what the hell is that? He looked like a big snuffleupolis. I'll never I, – I, that's etched into my memory. I'll ne- that's memory burn. I'll never get it out of my head. Never. Never. When I die, that, that'll be the uh, – if I, if I die and I'm not quite dead and I wake up screaming, that will be the image that wakes me up, without a doubt. So <laughs> – but, uh, but yeah, we're uh, we're excited, so it should be good. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Want to hit us up? Please feel free to go ahead and do so. What are the keys? What are the keys to the Green Bay Packers getting a win in this game? In the first hour, we talked about it. I think uh, a couple of different things. One, running the football. 
Uh, right now, he is having a, a heck of a stretch, and that's Aaron Jones. Please, I, I hope he does not get hurt, knock on wood, because the last time he did, uh, the Packers, their offense went stagnant. That's one. Two, pressure on Brock Purdy. I don't. I think you. it goes hand-in-hand hand with slowing down. You're not going to stop him, but slowing down Christian McCaffrey. He is such a beast. And if McCaffrey has 120 yards but only dents the end zone, say, one time, that's not a bad day at the office. Or if he has 90 yards and doesn't dent the end zone, that's a good time. Um, because then you're really containing that run game. People may look at the numbers and go, oh, my God, you know, it's terrible. They're terrible against the run. But that's he's the, he's the premier offensive weapon outside of maybe a quarterback in Tariq Hill that there is in the National Football League, or more so in the NFC. He's just that good. So I think you just got to contain him, and hopefully he doesn't dent the end zone three or four times. So that's number two, and I'd said put pressure on Brock Purdy, and maybe you can get him into uh, a situation where he just kind of tosses one up or maybe throws off the mark for a split second sooner than advised. And that's where it's going to be interesting to use Rashawn Gary, Lucas Van Ness, and Preston Smith to collapse the pocket because then with the, if you're containing the run game, then you can get after the, the, the quarterback. But if you can't contain the run game or, God forbid, you start crashing hard and then they start running Debo Samuel with some of those, those uh, jet sweeps, um, that could be a long day at the office because if Rashawn Gary collapses the edge and, and does not set the edge, then – We've seen it just far too often where, where the run game gets outside and then there's, you know, the, the, and Devo Samuel was far too good to take over one-on-one with just Darnell Savage or just a back, just a corner. He's, he's got to be a gang tackle guy because he's got so many – he's elusive and he's got good wheels. And you can't just reach out and grab him. So that's kind of, to me, the keys to this game. You can talk about other unsung heroes. We talked about Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft and what they're going to be needed for, but – but, yeah, that's the, uh, that to me is kind of the task at hand in this one. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to give us a shout, uh, this one's from Ben. Ben says, uh, hey, Bill, I'm going to be in Greensboro, North Carolina, coming up this weekend, thinking of you. Uh, I'm going to see Jackal. There you go. Say hi to Jesse James Dupree for us. Going to see Jackal, but I'm going to be watching the game uh, in the back of the bar. Uh, and my, my heart is going to be rooting for the Green Bay Packers. I hope that they can pull it off. If not, I'm going to be rooting for the Detroit Lions. My dad is a longtime Detroit Lions season ticket holder. He's been there for 31 years, and we can only wish that they can face the Green Bay Packers in an NFC championship game. There you go. Well, kudos. And, uh, yeah, say hi to Jesse, too. Good stuff. Going to be a lot of fun. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, do it. Got Tyler Dunn coming up today. Tyler Dunn is going to join us coming up here in about 20 minutes. Uh, of golongtd.com. Bill Huber uh, from Sports Illustrated. Bill is going to be uh, joining us in about an hour and 15 minutes from now. We'll talk with him about his keys to the game and his thoughts on this one coming up. And some of the questions he specifically asked Rich Basaccia, which I want you to hear coming up um, when Basaccia was asked about, because we got a lot of sound from the locker room that we want to play for you today. But when he was specifically asked about Anders Carlson, I want you to hear the first part of that when we come back. So, because I, I thought it was rather interesting <laughs> when you when you got a kicker who's struggling, and he's certainly going to be the topic of conversation. And we're talking about the guy with the big leg, but he's kicking it to the three yard line on kickoffs in a dome. What the hell is going on? 
And, you know, you're going to hear what Rich Basaccia's answer was, if you haven't heard it already. So we got that coming up for you as well. So we got all that coming up. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. We are going to be live in the Northwoods. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Coming up tomorrow night. Hopefully you can join us at the Loophole Bar. We're going to be there tomorrow night and really, really looking forward to it. However, if you're looking for a fish fry tonight, Stoli's Hog Alley, that salted rye bread is fantastic. And they have it at both Stoli's Hog Alley and Stoll's Old 1 and 9. One of the most underrated and best fish fries that are out there. So if you're looking for that tonight, to go out, relax. Maybe, you know, you, you dug out of whatever little bit of snow we got last night overnight. Uh, you dug out of that. And you're like, you know what, let's just go get a, a meal. Because tomorrow night it's going to be all, all hands on deck when it comes to fandemonium for the Packers. Head over to the Stoli's Hog Alley in Lake Country on, in Oconomowoc. Or Stoll's Old 109 in Watertown. You cannot go wrong with either. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. If by chance uh, you want to lay a little little wager. On the game, Potawatomi Hotel, Hotel Casino. They now have the uh, the makeshift sports book, and the kiosks are open. And uh, coming up uh, here, right before March Madness, is going to be the grand, the big grand opening of their uh, of their new sports book, which is supposed to be Vegas style. I saw the renderings. Oh my goodness, it's going to be amazing, amazing. I hope we uh, get to do some shows there. As a matter of fact, it's going to be great. But Potawatomi Hotel Casino, go to paysbig.com, and they've got the Rock and Brews. They've got the Street Eats. They've got the Dream Dance uh, Steakhouse, which is fantastic. Ryu, which is the Asian cuisine. Uh, they've got bars and restaurants all over the place. The Canal Street Cafe. I can go on and on. And then they've got the slots, the table games. Bingo is back. So many things to do. So many things to do. And it's all under one roof. You can even stay there. That's uh, Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. So many different promotions going on right now as well. So good stuff. Uh, let's see here. Let's go uh, to Teddy listening to us in Atlanta. Teddy, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Uh, hey, Bill. Hey, it's a great day. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Our pack is going to San Francisco. Right. You know, the, this, this is the most unbelievable season, or we should say ending of the season, that, that I have ever seen. You, you know, when you watch a sporting contest, and you, and you see incredible action and stuff like that. You know, you, you sit there kind of with your mouth open, and you go, wow, wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Now the Packers, they've exceeded that. When, when you're watching that Dallas game, you're sitting there going, what just happened? What just happened? What just happened? I, I mean, you're seeing things we have not seen out of this team. And, okay, you have that Tampa Bay game with Mayfield, and our impotent defense. I, I mean, who are those guys? Okay, now they turn the page of 180 against Minnesota. Now, I'm telling you right now, Barry is not coaching that defense. Barry is not coaching that defense. When, when you've got blitzes coming from every person in the secondary that are unpredictable, when, when you've got stunting on the line that we've never seen before, right. you're, you're just going, 
who's running this team? It, it, it's night and day. It, it's as if the infantry was just given tanks. It, it, it's yeah. like a uh, uh, Formula One race where there's one gear. Now, all of a sudden, they got six gears. And he I, has I channeled his inner it. Fritz Shermer. I believe that. And, and so you know what happens in that Dallas game? We find out that Love does some unbelievable things, things we have not seen before. I, I mean, I can't, I, I can't believe the way he was handling that offense in, in, in certain situations. And, and so now we come to San Francisco, and I believe this is LaFleur's. I mean, this could be his Waterloo. LaFleur has never done well against Shanahan. I mean, literally Shanahan has owned the floor mm-hmm. from the first kickoff in, in, in the last, what is it, four or five playoff games? It, it, Something like that. Yeah. And, and so what's going to happen tomorrow? I, I mean, see, in, in my way of thinking, since, since there's been this unbelievable transformation that I can't even describe, how, how, how can they fall on their face? How, how can this be the usual game-ending disaster that we've seen for a decade? I, I mean, I'm telling you, in the playoffs, we have only seen disaster. And, and disaster on the level that have never seen, uh, been seen before in NFL history. I mean, some mm-hmm. of those games are just indescribable. So now, we're playing San Francisco. And, hey... LaFleur's got to have a game plan. I, I mean, these guys aren't going to beat uh, San Francisco uh, same old, same old. they, right. they got to come with it. And guess what? They are going to bring it. And, and so I got a feeling we're just going to be sitting there going, what just happened? I, I mean, I, I, I can't really describe what's going on with, you, with these guys. Hey, and what, right? what, what happened to Dylan? Is he around? Is he going to play anymore? Well, he's had the, he's had the neck injury. And he had the broken thumb, and then he had the neck injury, and they have not – I appreciate the phone call. They have not uh, really kind of told us too much as to what's going on with that neck issue. So I know he wasn't practicing. I have not looked at the the uh, the sheet from yesterday, to be perfectly honest with you. I'll go and look at it here in just a minute. But uh, he has had a neck issue. And you, for a neck issue, they, they don't mess around with that. They don't mess around with that. That's uh, – that's something that if it's not fully healed and, and it, they don't feel good about it, then they you do not play. They don't mess around with that. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's see here. Uh, let's go to Adam listening to us in Houston. Adam, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey there, Bill. How are you doing? Good. What you thinking? Yeah, first of all, thanks. Uh, love your show. Listen to it all the time down in Houston. I was Appreciate it. And I really, really love love the love the situation we're in um, going into San Francisco. And my viewpoint has has changed the way it usually is. Usually, in most years, I'm saying, how can the Packers get a one seed, or 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 a few years ago a two seed? How can we get the bye? How can we have playoffs at Lambeau Field? And what we've seen is that didn't work. Right? We have those chances. We, we usually did not do well with them. And when we won our Super Bowl, we won it as a sixth seed. We won it coming in hot, building our playoff muscle. And I think that's kind of what we're doing right now. Even when you look at this year, I think we've played better on the road than we have at home. If you look at game by game, I think we've come out, our offense have usually been more explosive on the road than at home. So 
I'm actually kind of glad that right now we are where we are. We've been playing in playoff mode for a month, and we're not we're not in the friendly confines of Lambeau Field, which for whatever reason I think has caused our team to come out stiff or stale or or too much pressure. Um, and I think that it might be a net positive for us. What do you think? No, I I would I would agree. I, and I've said all along, like maybe sometimes being the youngest team is a good thing because you don't know any better. I mean, this is just an experience to them. This is just eye opening, and this is why it's so great that they went on the road down to Dallas and got a win in that environment and did it with attitude and did it with verve and did it with domination. So, uh, I you know now again, you don't want to get out over your skis thinking it's always going to be that easy because it's not because this is a completely different animal. But it, this is this does there is nothing bad about this at all, and the fact that they just went and let it all hang out. They're somewhat healthy right now, which uh, bodes well for this team for the most part. And the, right now, and, and I'm going back to the last caller saying that, well, you know, they've been dominated by by Shanahan in the last uh, three contests. They're zero and three against him in the last three contests, and that we understand. But I think this is just nothing but this is nothing but gravy. This is just awesome stuff. By the way, I wanted to go back to the AJ Dillon thing here real quick. He's got the thumb issue. He broke his thumb. We all know that, and a neck issue. He was limited. Yesterday, he is listed as questionable for this contest. We all know Kingsley and Gabari. J.J. is out. He has the knee issue. He is done. Everybody else is probably going to play. Uh, you've got Isaiah McDuffie listed as questionable. Daniel Whelan, uh, with, he was sick, by the way, so it's no injury. He just was limited because yesterday because he's been sick. Whatever the bug is that's been going around, man, he's been sick. So he is listed as questionable. And Jair Alexander with the ankle not practicing uh, he's been not participating because they just want to get that ankle healthy. He's listed as questionable. I got to think, considering where he was earlier this week as opposed to where he was last week, he's better this week, that he's probably going to play. Uh, you just hope that he doesn't uh, aggravate that thing again. But, yeah, so that's that's kind of where that is. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. I promised you I wanted you to hear, like, the first minute or two from Rich Basaccia. Uh, Rich Basaccia, when asked about Anders Carlson, if you haven't heard it already, I want you to take a listen because he wanted no part of any of this discussion. I mean, no part of it. Take a listen to what Rich Basaccia had to say when he was asked early on about, you know, the uh, the kicking game. I don't know how to ask you another Anders Carlson missed kick question. Um, yeah. I, I guess at the sideline at the time, um, like, what's your message to him? Do you have to go him up? Talk, I guess. How does that no, I'm getting ready for the get ready for the kickoff. So that's what we would do next. So miss PAT, we're getting ready for the kickoff. That's really it. Rich, what has it told you about him that despite the number Say of misses? Say it again a little louder, please. What has it told you about him that despite the number of misses, which are not astronomical, but that he has not missed back to back kicks all year? You know, we're on, we're on to the next game. In San Francisco, and whatever happened in the last game happened, and we've looked at it, and we've hopefully corrected it, and we're moving forward. So, any questions about the 49er game would be great. Doesn't that give you confidence that he does? I got a tremendous amount of confidence in honors, as well as our punter, as well as our snapper, as well as the guys that line up on the punt team and the kickoff team and kickoff return team, and on and on and on. Or else they wouldn't be playing. There you go. I'm not talking about it. We're, we're on to the game. He's like Bill Belichick. We're not talking about it. Well, he's not been good, PATZ. We're not talking about it. Well, on to any question about San Francisco. What? 
Well, we're not talking about it. But we're on to it, which in, on one hand is very good because if you continue to drag it out, then, you know, outside noise begins to seep in and suddenly Anders Carlson starts thinking about it too much. Whereas Rich Passacci is like, nope, forget about it. Forget about it. Nope, not happening. Not going to talk about it. You got to ask the question. You know, they were right in asking the question. That was Bill Huber who's going to join us uh, a little bit later. But you're right in asking the question. But nope, not going to talk about it. <laughs> not going to talk about it. Uh, this is, uh, let's go to Clint listening to us in Nielsville. Clint, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Oh, pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, I was just thinking on the keys to winning here. Um, my thoughts are, is that it's going to come down to the very opening drive. If they don't put seven up, I think the game is over. I think they need to come out with points immediately. A field goal is not good enough. It's got to be seven points. Uh, boy, I think, yeah, I, I kind of want to agree with you because you got to set the tone and appreciate the phone call. Uh, I think if you, I, I think the first two drives of the first half and the first drive of the second half, doesn't matter what you're on. I think if you get the ball, say San Francisco wins the toss or you lose the toss or whatever you defer, but if you get the ball and you go down and score, sets the tone, you put them on their heels right away. Again, you're punching a bully in the nose. If you drive and the drive stalls, you kick a field goal. Not a bad way to go. If you go three and out, then all of a sudden you're the one in the back of your mind going, uh-oh, what do we got to do? That then becomes defensive dependent. Because if you say go three and out or you pick up you know, 14 yards, you got to punt the ball away. Your first drive just isn't what you thought it would be. And they go down and score. Now all bets are off because now the doubt and the momentum and everything shifts to them. The doubt shifts to you. And now you're thinking, holy crap. Now we now you start to press. You're a young team that starts to press. So I completely agree with you. The opening drives um, are huge, are huge. So if you go down and score, then your defense gets a stop. If you get up two scores, it changes the complexity of the game, I think. They're still going to run the ball because McCaffrey's such a weapon. But they're going to be more likely to throw the football or pull things out of their bag that maybe you haven't seen before. But I agree with you. Then you get to that opening drive or two of the second half, and you know the, the, best, the best defense is your offense. Stay on the field, long drives, eat up the clock. Eight, nine, 10, 11 minutes, whatever you can get. Putting points on the board, obviously, because you don't want to have a drive for, say, eight minutes to come away with nothing, you know? But that, those are usually very, very good indicators as to the direction of which something like that would go. I, I would, would completely agree. 877 867 1670. Keys to the game. When we come back, going to talk with Ty Dunn. Tyler Dunn is going to join us from golongtd.com. We'll talk with him about all of this. Don't forget, huge watch party going on this weekend in Milwaukee as well, down at Stenny's. Best, I mean, they've got so many televisions, it's, it's not even funny, with great food. Stenny's, second in National Walker's Point, going to be packed. They're going to be running shuttles to games. They're going to be running shuttles to concerts, and they're going to have a packed house for the Packer Party. So a second in National Walker's Point, that's our friends at Stenny's. Stay tuned. Tyler Dunn at golongtd.com. 
This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Bill Michaels show. Rock it on. Excited on a Friday, getting ready for Saturday. Don't forget tomorrow night we are going to be live in the Northwoods. We're going to be up in Tomahawk for the watch party. Mike Clemens is going to be live out in San Fran, out in Santa Clara, uh, to be exact, at Levi Stadium. And we'll talk with him immediately following the game. We'll bring you the Green and Gold postgame show. But we are going to do a Green and Gold watch party. We're first time ever heading to the Northwoods out and about to do a watch party. And we're going to do it at the Loophole. The Loophole Bar coming up on County Road L in Tomahawk coming up tomorrow night. We hope to see you there as a face in the crowd. Going to be a lot of fun. Ty Dunn, Tyler Dunn of GoLongTD.com joining us back on the line. Ty, how you been, pal? Good, Bill. Hey, it's a pleasure to uh, still be talking about the Green Bay Packers right now, right? I, I don't right? think we could have anticipated this a few months ago or two months ago or one month ago. Right. I, I, we, we didn't see this coming, and it's, uh, you know, like playing with house money at this point. But, you know, for I watch everybody this morning, uh, whether it was Get Up or ESPN on the NFL Live or watching last night on, uh, you know, Good Morning, or Good Morning Football this morning on the uh, NFL Network. Everybody's picking the 49ers. There's not many people that give them the Packers a chance. But they say the Packers can do this, this, and this and upset the 49ers. What do you think the Packers have to do to win this game? gutless every one of them right come on people you don't need to just throw up the same graphic as everybody else uh i I think if if you believe that the packers are going to win this game and i and i do i I think they're going to be san francisco i I, you can't really measure it um you know in an equation or an analytic of any variety i think you just believe in momentum you believe that this team specifically this offense and this quarterback are freaking red hot right now, and it doesn't matter who in the hell they're going to play. Like, this is a team that's had to win every game that they're in. How they've had to score on every drive. I feel like that's probably how Matt LaFleur felt with the way his defense has played at times. We need to score right here uh, to, to just keep the season alive. When you look at San Francisco, I, their, their roster's loaded. Uh, I'm not going to take anything away from that roster. It's next to Baltimore, the best in the NFL. Uh, but they haven't really beaten a good football team in weeks, several weeks. And mm-hmm. I, I guess it's what, what do you define a good team? I, I guess Philly's not that good. I mean, the, the breaks just came off of that team. Um, Seattle, maybe. But I, they've just kind of been cruise control and into this thing. And it's hard to, it's, 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 it's hard to uh, criticize a team for that. I mean, they earn that right to rest starters. They earn the right to have a bye. And, you know, for every story of the 2010 Packers and, what, the old seven Giants, you know, there's many more stories of really good teams that rested their starters, and they were just fine. They didn't show right. right um, you know, versus the team that gets hot, like those other ones. So, I don't know. I, I, this strikes me as a Packers team that is hot, though, that, that you don't want to play. You don't want to play yeah. this quarterback. You don't want to play this offense. 
I agree. There's something to be said for momentum. When you look at their their schedule, they limped into their bye week. They got beat by the Browns, the Vikings, and then the Bengals. And then when they came out, they were smoking against Jacksonville on the road. They beat the Buccaneers, who are obviously playing in Detroit this weekend. They beat the Seahawks twice within three weeks. An Eagles team that wasn't very good, and the wheels were starting to come off. They beat the Eagles. They took advantage of the Cardinals. The game they really got smoked was the game against the Ravens, when the Ravens just kicked their ass out there in Santa Clara. Other than that, they rested everybody against the Rams, and the Rams had, a, had the win to get in, while Shanahan's crew, all they had to do was sit back and watch because they had already locked up the number one overall seed in the NFC. So I don't really count that game. And they kind of handled on the road the, the commanders. I, I'm not taking anything away from them. I know people want to say, well, they didn't really do anything down the stretch. They lost two out of three. But they, it was pretty much locked up and determined that, that it was over at that point. Uh, the only game that I look to, I say, that was a playoff game. That was an NFC champion or a, a, a Super Bowl type of performance that Baltimore put on them out there at Santa Clara. So if you're going to follow the script, I think the trick is to get Brock Purdy to start throwing picks. I mean, that, that's the way they lose, right? You just brought up exactly what I was hoping to get into, Bill, because I, I like Purdy. How can you not like Purdy? I mean, the numbers – speak for themselves. But I think that Kyle Shanahan and, and the John Lynch and the 49ers, they've kind of been a little schizophrenic here at the most important position. Like they don't really know what the hell they want to do. Um, they, they know how to build a roster. Like we said, talent all over the place. But when it comes to quarterback, you've got a guy in Jimmy. Well, first they thought they could kind of win with Brian Hoyer. That didn't work out. Uh, and, and then you make the deal for Jimmy Garoppolo. He takes you to a point. He takes you to that overthrow of Emmanuel Sanders against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And it was like Kyle Shanahan realized then, okay, he's only going to take me so far. They get absolutely blown out by Josh Allen on, on I believe, Monday Night Football 2020. And it kind of hits him, oh, I need a freak show at quarterback. So then they, they sell the farm for Trey Lance. And that doesn't work out. But, I mean, they were planning to start him before he had his injury. And then they kind of just tripped their way into this irrelevant Brock Purdy. And it's working out. So I – I think you get to this time of year, and, yeah, it's, it's good to have a Purdy who you put the play into his headset. He's going to read the field. He knows where to go with the ball. He is handing that baton in stride to Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. I mean, it, he's accurate. But what happens in the playoffs, Bill? I mean, this, this is when you just unleash your most creative stuff on defense, all teams, and the windows just get tighter. It's just, it, it's just harder to treat this as flag football and disperse the ball to all your weapons. I, I feel like you'd rather have a quarterback who can do a lot of that, but also mm-hmm. can play make and create. And that's what we're seeing from Jordan Love where, with some of the throws he made against, against Dallas. So I think, if again, if you're trying to talk yourself in Green Bay, uh, I think you have the quarterback maybe who's equipped uh, to, to win these games where it's going to be a little more off script uh, than San Francisco, where I, I'm still not really – sure that they're sold that this is going to work it almost has to be this team of monsters around the quarterback like these all of these different weapons who are the best at what they that's the greatest left tackle in NFL right. history by the way um but if, if, if a few of those pieces are gone can the quarterback lift everybody up I don't know if he can I mean they're healthy so maybe it doesn't matter well, that's my next question. If you look at Brock Purdy's numbers throughout the season until he kind of hit that three-game skid, as I had mentioned, you know, between Minnesota, Cincinnati, and Cleveland, he was – I mean, he could – numbers-wise, he could have been an MVP. I mean, that was the kind of season he was putting together. But do people just look at him and say, well, you got great players? I mean, they used to do that to Aaron Rodgers. They used to do that to Brett Favre. 
you know, they just look at him and go, well, you got great players, so you shouldn't win it. You're not that good. Do we really know what Brock Purdy is? Or do we, because, like you said, Trey Lance couldn't do it. Garoppolo couldn't do it. Those guys were starters. They couldn't do it. But Brock Purdy came in, and he suddenly got the magic bullet, but doesn't get any credit because of the talent that's around him. I know. and That's, that's why I, I hope it doesn't come across as, like, demeaning Brock Purdy because he's their guy. He's their quarterback. They're going to win a lot of games with him for a long time. Um, it just It's very rare you see a non-superstar quarterback that can do super elite things on a football field win a, win a Super Bowl. And they, they could be that team because they're so good and he's accurate. Uh, but you just don't see it often. It's, it's the Mahomes of the world, the Brady's of the world. This guy, it gets down to it. It's late in the fourth quarter. There's, there's tons of pressure all over the place. It's, everything just gets a lot more difficult uh, this time of year. And yeah, it's hard to knock Purdy when he gets hurt in that NFC Championship game, but that game looked like it was going to be the Eagles through and through. I guess we're about to find out. You know, I, I, that was probably what concern you with Green Bay. Is defensively, you, you need to get pressure. Um, I, I don't know how you're going to be able to cover all of these weapons, how you're going to even be able to stop Christian McCaffrey on the ground. It's kind of going to be, you know, hit Purdy or bust. That you you do have to get to him, rattle him, and and hope that playoff football is different than anything else he's seen in his career. Uh, I want to go on to some of the other games. The game, obviously, in your neck of the woods, a big one where you've got now this rivalry matchup. It used to be, uh, you know, Manning and Brady. Now it's Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, take Joe Burrow out of the mix. Give me your thoughts on that game up in uh, up in Buffalo this weekend. It's gonna be it's gonna be exceptional. I mean, I, the Bills are feeling confident. I mean, they're they're hurt, they're banged up. You don't really even know who's in and who's out quite yet. The Steelers they lost the game, but uh, they won a lot of battles in there, just kind of beating the Bills up. Taron Johnson, Terrell Bernard, uh, Micah Hyde, Gabe Davis even playing the game. So we'll kind of see what the personnel looks like for Buffalo. Uh, but they've been dying to get the Chiefs at home in the playoffs. They they earned these home playoff games. They caught fire when they were six and six. And I, I do think though that the chiefs are uh, a, a little fed up with how the narratives kind of been spun their direction too. Uh, it's weird when you look at the numbers offensively for the chiefs versus like the bills, they're, they're not a lot different. I mean, the chiefs for all of us saying Mahomes isn't Mahomes and everything just looks difficult for these guys I mean, between Mahomes, Pacheco, Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. You've got a set of playmakers that that can still hang thirty on anybody, and they they would have put up a lot more points against Miami if if Kelsey catches the ball and one touchdown isn't isn't flagged. So I I think they're coming into Buffalo that this first road game for Mahomes really confident with what they're doing offensively. In addition to having the best defense that Mahomes has ever had in his career, uh, I, I I don't know who wins. I mean I think the home field means something for Buffalo. I think Josh Allen is an absolute freak show right now. You just don't know what you're going to get. You might get that turnover, but you're probably going to get him stiff arming a linebacker too. And it's going to come down to the quarterback, which quarterback in the fourth quarter is able to make the play. These teams are are so even. I wish I could give you a prediction. I don't know what the heck's going to (laughs) happen. Give me your your thoughts on, on, we talked a little bit about Baltimore and what they did to San Francisco. Now you've got a team very similar to what the Packers are, where they're young. They've got a young quarterback uh, who's making his first effort into the postseason, and he just just lit it up. And their deep game is incredible. So how much of a threat do you think Houston is to Baltimore? 
I really, really like the Texans. This is a, a team with an offensive coordinator that is, is going to be a head coach, number one. I sat down with Bobby Slowick back in October, and you can just see how his mind works. I mean, he, he is on a different level with his X's and O's and, and creating matchups and, and knowing where the ball needs to go. Uh, but, but still, C.J. Stroud, he's reading the field. He's going from one to two. And that was the concern. I mean, we had it at our site. Bob McGinn, draft series, his S2 score scared some teams. Um, the way the S2 cognition sells their product to teams is we're the bust finder. If, if a quarterback has a low score, he won't be good. I mean, that's what they're telling teams to try to literally sell their product. And C.K. Stroud had a really, really bad score. So I guess he's just a bad test taker because everything you see on the field is phenomenal. And you pair that with a Nico Collins who's been so banged up early in his career, he's healthy. Big guys aren't supposed to move like that within this offense that schemes guys up. I don't think they win this game. I think the Ravens are the best team in football. I think the Texans sure as heck make it interesting for a while, though, just because, like you said, Bill, they can go deep any given play. Ty, great stuff as always. Uh, What do you got going on real quick over at uh, GoLongTD.com? Yeah, so uh, when I was out in Green Bay uh, last week, I sat down with Jonathan Owens, so we had that story up last, last week. Uh, but this, today, I should say, I'll have a series up um, on Romeo Dobbs. Sat down with there Romeo there in Green Bay and, and learned quite a bit about the receiver. I think people want to check it out. Good stuff. Ty, always a pleasure, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Are we going to see you in Vegas, too? I believe so. I'm kinda, I want to see like what teams are in the mix after this weekend. Uh, you know? I think Green Bay wins. So, yeah, I guess we'll see out there. Cross our fingers, man. Appreciate it. There you go. Ty Don of GoLongTD.com joining us for a couple of minutes. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on uh, here at the top of the hour. A reminder coming up. We are going to be in the Northwoods. Can't say it enough. God's country. We're going to be up there uh, at the Loophole Bar coming up in Tomahawk tomorrow night. County Road L. We hope to see you out there. I know there's a lot of people that live in that area or uh, have homes that they go to on the weekends up in that area that have already said, hey, we're, we're there. We're going to be there. So it's going to be fun. I don't even know. I've never been to the Loophole Bar. I've driven past – well, I shouldn't say driven. I rode past it numerous times during uh, the fall ride this past year, and it looked great. And we tried to go in there, and it was beyond packed. I mean, jammed. So we weren't able really to, uh, to take advantage of it. So I've never been. Uh, but I hear it's great. Uh, I hear a lot of people say it's, uh, it's fun. And uh, it's uh, your typical Northwoods bar. So we're really excited about it, uh, heading up there for the first time. And our first show, public show ever, up in Tomahawk. And we're going to be at the Loophole Bar coming up in County Road L in Tomahawk tomorrow night 
and we hope to see you out there. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Marty wanted to know, he said you mentioned something about coming back for the fall ride and doing a show uh, during that. Where will it be? Most likely we're going to be at Castaways. We just haven't solidified the date and such yet, but we're going to be at Castaways. I love Trish. Trish and the owner is owner over at Castaways, which is just south of downtown over on the river uh, of Tomahawk. Love that place. Boy, when they renovated it, it's beautiful. So we're going to be there probably for the fall ride this year for sure. Uh, but uh, we're going to be for uh, tomorrow night, the Green and Gold Watch Party. We are going to be at, uh, at the Loophole Bar. So looking forward to it. All right, two hours down, two hours yet to go. Don't go anywhere. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next.